For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome into the third and final hour of the program here on Wednesday morning. And uh, we will, of course, be giving way to South Coast now after this with uh, Marcus Farrow and Chris McCarthy. But uh, we have plenty of time left to talk with you at 508-996-0500 and also on the WBSM app using the app, app chat or the open line voicemail options. A reminder that if you want to leave us an open line voicemail and in that voice, you know, you can... Always leave a voicemail talking about the topics and whatever you want to discuss. But if you want to leave us one where you say who you are, where you listen from, and why you love WBSM, we'll take those, everybody that, that does that, we'll enter them into a contest. And then I'm hoping that once a week I can pick out a winner of a Seize the Deal certificate. But, you know, it might be, it all depends on you know what deals we have available. So you can do that just by opening up the app and sending that message. Just tell us your name where you're from, and why you love listening to WBSM. And then you'll get to hear yourself on the radio and we'll enter you in to possibly win a Seize the Deal certificate. I got an app chat message uh, from Not Bad in Oak Bluffs who says, Good morning, Tim. Thank you for sharing your weight loss journey with your morning listening audience. Please rest assured that you are helping many who are thinking about going this route. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to talk about it at all. I didn't want to post about it on social media. That's, you know, I... I post a lot of pictures about food. I talk a lot on the radio about food. It's something that has always been something that I'm passionate about. I worked in the restaurant industry for over 20 years. I was a restaurant critic for the Standard Times for over a decade. So it's, it's a big part of who I am. And I knew that if I started talking about weight loss, people would say, well, this is the guy that talks about restaurants all the time. And you can do both. You can go out and eat and still be able to lose weight. It's just a matter of, you know, moderation. Uh, and the reason why I didn't want to talk about it is because I think it's obnoxious when people talk about it. You know, what's the joke? How do you know that somebody does CrossFit? Wait five minutes and they'll tell you. So, like, I didn't want to be that person talking about, I'm going to the gym. I'm losing weight. I'm, like, I just, I find it annoying when other people do it. But I also realized maybe I found it annoying because I struggled with it. Maybe I found it annoying because I couldn't be that person. And yeah, I had to use medication to give me a head start on that. And as somebody who tried, started, stopped, started, stopped, started, stopped many times over the years, 
You know, this isn't the first time I've dropped significant weight. I dropped 30 pounds when I found out I was diabetic in 2020. That was easy to do. It was right after we had been told we have to stay home every day. So what did I have to do except walk around? And at that, at the beginning of that, it was hard to get into stores. They were limiting how many people could go into stores at a time. So I wasn't running down to the supermarket and buying a bunch of food. So I would get a, you know, I was told to, to eat low carb and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I got a bunch of healthy choice, shoved it in the freezer, and that's what I would eat. Then um, I started doing an internet radio show, and one of my listeners sent me as a gift a Omaha Steaks package. So I was just home grilling steaks all the time. You know, so I, it was easy. I would walk at least a mile every day around my neighborhood. I didn't have anything else going on in my life. It was easy to do. And then when the world returned back to normal, I gained all that weight back. And I said, whatever I try to do, I'm just, it's, I'm going to fall in that same trap. And it was when we had on South Coast Health and we were talking about the bariatric surgery. I, doctors have pushed me for that before. I didn't think that I was big enough to need it. And I don't think that I tried enough on my own to attempt it. You know, I, I, I feel like it would have been a cop out for me to say I need to do that. But I knew that I needed some assistance. And when they were talking about the medical weight loss program, my ears perked up and I was like, wait, there's medication that can help me lose weight. Like I've heard about all these things that I've always just assumed were gimmicks or fads or whatever, but this is legitimate medication designed for diabetics and designed to help with blood sugar, but has also had weight loss benefits. And I said, well, it can't hurt me where I'm already been told that I'm diabetic. And so going through the process and, and, and I just want to clarify, too, it's not easy to get these prescribed for weight loss and have it be covered by your insurance. And if it isn't covered by your insurance, you're looking at, you know, $200, $300 a dose, and you take a dose a week. So if you don't have insurance that will cover it, they do have a program where the company will reimburse you or the, the company puts you on a plan where it costs $25 a month, which is what I pay under insurance. So I pay $25 for four doses. They're shots so you have to shoot into your upper thighs or your stomach. Doesn't hurt. And I decided I was going to talk about it because I don't hear enough about it. And I decided I was going to share it on social media because I guess I need the validation. I guess I need the motivation of putting it out there and seeing people responding and encouraging me. I always thought that I wasn't that person, but maybe that's why I never succeeded at it because I didn't think that I was that person. No, no, this is private. I can do it privately. I'll take care of it on my own. And then people will just tell me when they see me, oh, you look pretty good. Nope, didn't work. Needed that motivation. So that's why I, I figured I would, I would share it. Uh, I will also say this. It's probably not for everybody, but if it is for you, don't be afraid of it. I know there's a lot of information in the news about people who have had these side effects. The side effects are really no different than most of the things you would take for weight loss. Uh, there is, you know, they do have to like monitor your liver and stuff to make sure that there's no issues with that. But my doctor is monitoring that and everything, at least through the first couple of months is a-okay. And I've dropped just about 40 pounds now. Got another 40 to, to 60 to go. But it's fallen off pretty fast. Now, granted, weight loss does happen fast when it first happens. If you're doing everything right, it may slow down as I get closer and closer to my goal. But I'm encouraged 
That's the most important part about it. The medication has made it so that I want to get up and go to the gym, that I want to eat the right things. I want to get on that scale, which I now do every morning. It was something that I never would do before. I get on every morning now. And I know sometimes that can be bad because it gets a little bit obsessive, but every day I'm seeing weight loss. Every day I wake up a pound lighter than I was the day before, at least. And that's, you know, a huge encouragement. So anyway, that's just my spiel. If you're considering it, if you are, if you need any information or any, you know, I can't give medical advice, but if you just want any, you know, words of encouragement or any information that I can possibly give, you can always email me, Tim at WBSM.com. All right, let's go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing, Bob? Uh, voice recognition, you're terrific. <laughs> What's on your mind? Uh, I like to talk about diet. I'm 86 years old, and... Um, I uh, eat everything, but a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I don't gouge on anything. And my weight is usually perfect. I went to the doctor yesterday. He said everything was fine. Um, years ago, I used to go to the Y, and it seemed like everybody was on, on the machines. But the uh, stationary bike... Sorry to ride that. So on the way home one day, I said to myself, I have to stop at uh, Yes Yes Cyclery and buy my own. That was in 1980. I've got almost 5,000 miles on it. Wow. I, you, have I a, do, you have the same bike that you bought in 1980? Yeah. Wow. I do 12 miles almost every day. I skip a few days here and there. Uh, most of the time, uh, at least five days a week, and I pump 10-pound weights while I'm doing it. I'll only do 10 one way. I'll rest them on the handlebars, or I'm usually close to the counter. But I do this while I'm watching TV, uh, tennis, a ball game, or, or the news, or whatever, because it takes my mind off the um, off the exercise. Sure, yeah. And I- how many minutes? I do the same thing. I, I have, uh, I'm using five pound weights because I bought them during the pandemic when you couldn't really find weights because everybody was buying them. And yeah. I, I bought a pair of five pound weights and uh, I keep them right by my chair. And when I'm sitting there, you know, watching TV, I'll, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. You got to get your heart rate up. Uh, like when I start off with the bike, I, I usually start off, you know, not that fast. And then I get the rate up there pretty good. And that's when I start doing my weights. And um, I, that's how I maintain my weight. And I drink wine every night. We, we, we eat out seven days, no, six days a week. Sunday she makes dinner. And um, uh, I, I think it's pretty easy myself. Uh, but yeah, you just you have to have the motivation for it. And you, you yeah. obviously did. Yeah, you're just going to make a commitment and say, look, I'm doing this because it's good for my heart, good for my blood pressure. Uh, Blood pressure ran in my family and sugar. So I had a couple of brothers that lost all their hair taking that medication and everything. And then I had um, uh, a mother that had high blood pressure. And I said to myself, I don't want any one of these things. So that's what I do. Yeah, I mean, you've always struck me too, Bob, from from the stories you've shared as somebody who is just naturally a very disciplined person. 
Yeah, very, very disciplined. Especially when it comes to my health, because I'm a chicken. I, I'm afraid to go to the doctor. I'm afraid of hospitals. And I think it all stems from uh, when I was eight years old. Uh, everybody used to have their tonsils adenoids taken out in those days. And uh, they chased me around the room. The doctor did it right in his office. And they strapped me down, and I struggled like crazy with them. Then he gassed me. And uh, ever since then, I've got uh, white coat syndrome or whatever coat they're wearing syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems yeah. to have worked for you, though, because it's kept you healthy. Yeah. All right. So that's the story, Kent. Uh, Kent. All right. Well, thank you for nice sharing. Talk nice talking to you. Likewise. Have a good day. I know. You too. And, you know, that's kind of what was part of my motivation. You know, I also, uh, you know, I had a, a doctor before that every time I would go, to the doctor, they talked to me about my weight, needing to lose weight and needing to eat better and exercise. And I would, you know, kind of get to the point where I was like, oh, great, I got to go get my lecture again. And then the doctor that I have now, she's a little bit different about it. You know, she's like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see you lose some weight. And if I, if I weigh three pounds less than I did the last time, she, oh, really good job losing weight. You know, so it's like she's, she's been very encouraging and not condescending about it. And that's actually been more helpful to me. But what happened was, you know, I went to, first of all, I went to the eye doctor and I had to get my prescription changed and my glasses. And they're like, yeah, your vision's a little bit, you know, worse. And I'm like, well, I'm diabetic. I hope it's not. And they gave me the test for all that and everything was fine in that regard. But I'm like, I don't want to lose my vision. Now, the, doc, the eye doctor is like, it's, it's, it's not that. <laughs> you're just, you're 45 years old. You're getting older. You're gonna, you just need glasses. That's it. That's, that's all that it is. So don't, don't freak out if you're, you know, okay in all the other regards. Like, this, this happens to everybody. And so I was like, well, that's one thing. And then you hear stories about people who have gotten to the point where they have, you know, diabetic neuropathy and they have to lose their feet. I knew somebody that went through through that and I was like, well, I don't want to lose my feet just because I couldn't stop drinking soda. You know, like it just seems like a stupid thing to, to, to go through unnecessarily like that. So I just started to get more and more concerned and said, I, I got to do something about this. And I'm, I'm glad that I did. Now, hopefully, you know, hopefully when I uh, am done with this, I don't revert back. I'm going to do all that I can to make sure that I don't because this is also a, a financial investment. You know, it, like I said, it cost me 25 bucks for the medication. Great. Sounds great, right? Except I got to have a telehealth appointment once a month to talk about it. And that's 90 bucks, 90 bucks just to connect on my cell phone on a video chat with a doctor to talk about this. So there is an investment in this. I'm paying whatever I'm paying every month for the gym membership, you know, so and, and I'm buying better quality food than I was before because I need less of it. So instead of saying, well, I'm going to go buy pasta and, and hamburger because I can get by on that. I say, you know what? Tonight I'm going to eat a steak. Tonight I'm going to eat some swordfish. Tonight I'm going to, last night I made scallops and steak tips. And I made both just because me being me, I bought manager specials. So I had to cook them up right away. But I was like, I will eat a little bit of it tonight, maybe a little bit of it tomorrow for lunch. And then I'll still have some, excuse me, leftover for dinner. So that $30 investment or $20 investment that I make now going to the supermarket will last me two or three days as opposed to one meal. So it's, it's, it's had a lot of benefits that way around. So again, you know, we don't have to keep talking about this, but I'm happy to answer any, any questions that you may have or, or let you share your journey too if, if it'll help people. But right now, though, I am going to take a break. 
508-996-0500. That's the number to call in and chime in. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, welcome back in. Let's go right back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. What's going on? What's going on, John? we got about two minutes. What's on your mind? Uh, I used to be extremely overweight, 326 pounds to be exact. Wow. And, yeah. um, I've been at the gym now for the last year, and I've cut all my carbs and my sugar out of my diet. Well, most, mostly all my carbs and mostly all my sugar, and... Um, I've been, I've, I managed to drop right around 75 to 80 pounds. Well, congratulations uh, on that. Appreciate it. Um, with also incorporating the gym into my, you know, my day every single day. I don't, I don't, I usually try not to skip a day. Um, but I, and it's not really what I called for. I, I, I call it, well, that it's, it's along that lines, but, um, just the, just the price of food altogether. I mean, it, it's, it's very, um, discouraging when, you start a new diet, and you have to incorporate a lot of protein into your diet, like red meat and everything else, and chicken and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at the price of these steaks, and you're like saying to yourself, "There ain't no way I'm going to be able to afford uh, steak every single night." So now you got to start looking at the the substitutes. Okay, uh, chicken and pork and everything else. They say pork's not good for you, and you know eat it in moderation. It's like, okay, well, what if I can't afford steak every single night? I look at it like this, Tim. Protein's protein. You're going to get it from one one meat or the next. You know what I mean? So if you can't afford to eat red meat every single night, then guess what? Eat red meat once a night or once a week and then, you know, incorporate chicken and pork and, you know, other proteins into your diet. Yeah. Uh, That's how I managed to get by, you know, and... I mean, I'm lucky it's just me, so I'm the only one I'm buying food for, but I try yeah. to I try to do like a steak, a fish, a chicken, a pork, a steak, a fish, a chicken, exactly. a pork, just so I can, just for my own variety sake. But the problem is I find what happens is I don't finish the meal because I'm on this medication that, that makes me eat less. And so then I'm actually having steak two nights in a row because, you know, I, I only ate half of it the night before. So it's it, it's a little bit beneficial in that way, but I'm I'm still trying to mix it up, not just to save money too, but just so I don't get tired of eating the same things. Oh yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's uh, it's it just it, it you know for coming from a person that you know buys food for a family of four, you know it's it, I'm I'm spending I'm spending about for a one week about right around four hundred and twenty five bucks a, a week in the in in the market basket. Wow. So yeah, it's it's not. The, the other side, the other side of it too, is when you're doing weight loss like this, you know, you you can't, you don't have a lot of options for variety with the food oh. that you are using. So it's like you're gonna grill it, and you're gonna have maybe, you know, thankfully G Hughes sauces have saved my life because they're yeah. super low carb, they're sugar free, so they're a little bit more expensive. But I've been able to have, you know, orange chicken, orange ginger chicken, or last the other night I had burgers with G Hughes steak sauce on it. So it has, it, it's oh, yeah. given me some sense of variety. Yeah, it's 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 not easy. I'll tell you that much. I give you credit. You know what I mean. Even though you're using a, a medication to do it, at least you're doing it for your health. You know what I mean. So yeah, that's all I that matters. Had to do know. something. So oh yeah, I hear you. All right, Tim. All right, Bye. you have a good day. Yeah. And uh, we'll take more of your phone calls coming up. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. But right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. United Auto Workers President Sean Fain is urging union members next week to authorize a strike as they are 30 days away from their contracts with Detroit automakers expiring. Fain held a Facebook Live event last night with over 400,000 UAW active members. He says they are being, quote, worked to death as many are on the job 90 days straight with no days off and working 12-hour shifts. 
YouTube is updating its medical misinformation guidelines. It's removing content that the company says promotes, quote, harmful or ineffective cancer treatments or discourages viewers from getting professional medical help. YouTube plans to promote cancer-related content from authoritative sources like the Mayo Clinic. Amid the COVID-19 pandemic, the platform removed more than 1 million videos it deemed as misinformation. The Pacific Northwest is in for a potentially record-breaking temperatures this week as a dangerous heat wave blankets the region. Heat-related warnings and advisories have been issued in parts of Washington, Idaho, Oregon, Montana, and California. Forecasters urge people in those states to prepare for triple-digit temperatures until Thursday. Florida taxpayers are paying more to protect the governor. The FDLE yesterday released its annual report on the cost of providing security and transportation for Governor Ron DeSantis last fiscal year. The report finds security costs went up 63% to $9.5 million. It also cost almost 200% more to protect visiting dignitaries that came to Florida. A new study from the University of Pittsburgh is pointing to a possible link between fracking and a somewhat rare form of childhood cancer. The research released this week looks at medical records and notes how close patients being treated for specific illnesses live to natural gas drilling sites. Study leaders found children who moved within a mile of a, traf- of a fracking operation were five to ten- seven times more likely to, de- to develop lymphoma, an illness that starts in cells that are a part of the immune system. And a new survey shows saying hello to your neighbors is linked to a higher well-being. Mark Mayfield fills us in. According to Gallup, American adults who regularly greet more than one neighbor have better well-being than those who don't say hello or greet just one. Older Americans and those with higher incomes tend to greet their neighbors more often. On average, the poll says Americans report greeting five neighbors. Over a quarter say hello to six or more. I'm Mark Mayfield. In sports, the Boston Red Sox are now on a two-game winning streak after starting their road trip with a 5-4 win over the Washington Nationals last night. The two will continue their series tonight with the first pitch scheduled for 7.05 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Overall today, it's going to be a cloudy day, but we do get some sun at times. We also could see a couple of spot rogue showers passing through the area as we head into the afternoon. Humidity levels will be running very high today and into tomorrow. So what you can expect for those temperatures, high near 76. Overnight tonight, 65 degrees. And for tomorrow, humid, but the sun does come out high of 78. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 66 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's the Tim Weisberg Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Right here on WBSM. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. We're going to take our next commercial break and be back in just a few moments. Oh, oh, oh. 
cool to be alone when you pick yourself up some nice delicious meat from the butcher shop and you come home and you realize I get this all to myself but you don't have to keep it all to yourself you can get plenty for the family because it's affordable it's high quality it's delicious we've been talking about meat and we've been talking about how people are walking into the supermarket and looking at those prices and saying how can I afford to feed my family meat when it's costing so much money? The answer to that is by going to the butcher shop because not only are you going to get better quality products there than you will in the supermarket, better quality meat, they're going to cut it the way that you want it so you're not just buying whatever is prepackaged in there and you say, well, I guess if I want steak tonight, I got to spend 20 bucks because all they have are $20 steaks. No, you can go in there and Eric will cut it for you exactly how you want it and it will be much better than it would have been in the supermarket. And not only that, too, but they have a variety of things, things that you won't find on the store shelves. Go and walk into the supermarket and see what kind of meat they have on the shelf. You're very limited. You're very limited not only in the types of meats, the cuts, and really the quality level. But you walk into the butcher shop, you see meat that is well marbled. You see meat that looks like something that you want to eat. Sometimes I look at it and I say, I don't even need to cook that. That's how beautiful that is. I'd rather just have it on my plate as is. But then I, you know, I cook it anyway because I don't really like it that rare, but pretty rare. And they also have the celebrity pork chops. They have the terrace major. They have chicken. They have the sausage that they make there themselves. You can actually see it for yourself. It's hanging there when you walk in. It's just like the old-fashioned butcher shops because it is an old-fashioned butcher shop. They also have all kinds of other great things as well. You want lobster? Go on down to the butcher shop and pick out one of those bad boys they have in the tank. You're not messing around with chicken lobsters where you're going to pay a lot of money to get a little bit of meat out of them. No, you're going to get big boys down there. You're going to get lobster that's actually worth spending the time to actually cook it and crack it open and have that delicious meat. So, uh, and again, it's not just about the meat either. They have everything that you need. You can do all of your shopping at the butcher shop. And if you're looking for some wine to compliment a meal or maybe to impress somebody or maybe just a bottle to have every night. You know, you heard Bob calling earlier. He says he has a glass of wine every night. Well, he can go on over to the butcher shop and find one of the best varieties anywhere of wine. Everything from $5 to $500. And I am not kidding. I have seen those bottles myself, and to me, the $5 wine looks just as impressive as the $500 wine. Plus, they have beer. They have a cheese fridge. They have soccer balls right there for you to need. And if you want something quick and easy, they've got pre-made foods that they make every day. So check out the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. You will find something delicious. All right, uh, let's go back to our phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. I hear you there. Oh, sounds like you might be having an issue. You sound kind of far away. I'm going to ask you to call back, please. 508-996-0500. So before we were talking, you know, so much about weight loss, which we can still discuss, but we were talking about I had mentioned uh, Representative Markey came out with a statement yesterday regarding 
the closing of the Star Store. And in that statement, he talked about what the future holds or what he would like to see the future hold for that location. And the way he describes it is, listen, this is a done deal. Mew Mass Dartmouth and the CVPA is not coming back. And he lays it out a little bit more, a little bit more in depth than we've heard from other folks. It's just not, it's just not happening. They, they don't want to, they don't want to pay for it. They don't want to spend the money that it costs to have 116 students in there. And so Representative Markey is looking toward the future now, what will become of the Star Store. And he's talking about, you know, having it become retail space, commercial retail space, and office space, and residential space. A mixed-use building right in the heart of downtown that would bring more people in than the 116 students that were attending the CVPA. People that would live there. People that would want to be able to walk to the coffee shops and the restaurants and the bars and the stores. But also stores themselves that would bring in revenue. Offices that would bring in revenue. So if that's the case, nothing against the Star Store and, and, and the, uh, the CVPA being in there. But I think you will actually see more benefit to New Bedford with a plan like that. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Is that clearer and better? Much better. There you go. Good. Oh, no. Not, there you go. There, you just went again. You cut out again. Are you there? Yeah, I'm not moving. I'm standing still. All right. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's wind or something. What's on your mind, Phil? Nope. We lost you. Oh, the, the wonders of modern technology. That's what happens. Uh, so if you want to call in 508-996-0500 and if you, if you want to send us an app chat message, you can do that. If you want to send us an open line voicemail, you can do that and we will read those or play those on the air. And I, I do think that we are looking at a, a huge opportunity here. Again, let's, let's lament the loss of. Star Store's presence as a place for the arts in downtown New Bedford. But maybe that time has passed. It was a big part of the revitalization of downtown, but maybe that time has passed. Because they don't have enough students in that program anymore to make it viable. Maybe they can still have space within there. Maybe they can still have the gallery, the showroom. You know, a chance to show off some of the work. But in terms of it being a school, a campus, I think that time has passed. So looking at it as a way to become a revenue generator, I think, is a smart thing to do. All right, let's try another phone call. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Tim, good morning. I got a question for you. Sure. I heard you talking about that weight loss medication. What was the name of it? It's called Munjaro. Munjaro? Yeah, it's M-O-U-N-J-A-R-O. M-O-U-N-J-A-R-O. Thank you. It's very similar to Ozempic. It's pretty much the same thing. So it's all depending on what insurance your insurance company would, would approve. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. No problem. Good luck. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's we were talking before about, you know, that uh, I was looking for help 
with getting this process going, and that's the medication that I'm taking. But it is it is very similar to Ozempic. They're pretty much the same thing, same side effects. Uh, it's just, you know, wh- whatever your insurance company prefers to work with. And it's really based on, you know, which drug manufacturer they prefer to work with. One is from, I forget who puts out Ozempic, but Munjaro is from Eli Lilly. So 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim, good morning. How's it going? Good, how are you? Long time no talk. Yeah, but it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, usually when I'm cutting in, when I'm getting in, you're you're cutting out. So, uh, so it's been a while. But um, yeah, how's it going? So, uh, the Star Store. Um, I think people's biggest uh, biggest like why people are so upset is remember when the Star Store opened and the arts and how uh, like how excited people were about it and like the change and how they were going to bring more, it was going to bring more traffic downtown so on and so forth um and now we have this going on and it's like all right forget all that and forget all the hype that we created about that let's change it up and switch it up and do something completely different so it's like what happened to that and and another uh, I think another piece of frustration that why people are so frustrated is again we have and like again humans are humans and we want to help everybody and I understand that but we have such a situation in New Bedford where people are struggling and don't have homes and here we go again uh, with the, like let's help everybody out it's kind of like what we're seeing and uh, here we go with the politics again. Uh, it's kind of what we're seeing in, on the national level. Like we have a natural disaster going on in uh, in Maui in Hawaii, and and they're all about sending money overseas. But when it comes to us and the people, like our own people, it's like, oh yeah, we'll we'll throw you some measly crumbs and be happy about it. Well, what, what's so, what's what's your connection between what's going on with Star Store and, and wanting to help people? N- no, what what I'm saying is in terms of the Star Store, it's like. You know, we have a population out there, like our homeless population, so on and so forth. We have a lot of people, like how long have we been talking about affordable housing? And I understand they're talking about affordable housing, but it's for the outsiders, quote unquote. Like, let's, why aren't we focusing in-house? Like, in order, like, it goes to the old adage, right? In order to help other people, we have to help ourselves first. It's like when we go on a plane, right, and, and they give that, uh, that they talk, to, uh, if the masks drop or whatever, you put uh, the masks on yourself first and then put them on your kid, right? And as a parent, you're like, no way, I'm going to help my kid first. I'm going to put the mask on them first, and then I'll worry about myself. That's natural, right? However, at the same time, if you're putting that mask on someone else and oxygen drops and you pass out, well, guess what? Now both of you are dead. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like we have such a problem in house. So why can we how can we help others if we don't help ourselves first? Well, I mean, in this particular project, uh, you know, Representative Markey didn't mention affordable housing as something. He mentioned just housing. And I think, you know, for a building like that and the renovations that would have to be done, it would it would have to be market rate housing. And I would I'd be more concerned that market rate housing brings in more people from the outside than affordable housing would, because, you know, the people that live here can't afford what the market rate is. Yeah, no. And and then like and then that brings a whole nother thought. Right. Like, you know, I kind of see it as almost oh like yes quote unquote we're going to help out people right but then what happens later 
like what happens down the road, right? So temporarily, we're going to provide housing for these uh, individuals who need it. Uh, clearly understandable. But you and I both know what's going to happen down the road. They're just going to take that housing back, right? Make these luxury apartments for the downtown. And it's like a way almost of gentrification, right? So it's like, let's, let's be, quote unquote, altruistic and help these people out. But in the long term, we're going to help ourselves. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you, are you saying that they'll be using the Star Store to house people, to house immigrants? No, no down like current, uh, anybody right now. But I'm saying down the road, I think eventually that's going to turn into luxury apartments. Yeah, I think it's going to no matter what because it's privately owned. So the, the, the guy who owns the building, Downey, is not going to be like, yeah, let's just house people in here to help them out right now. He's going to want to get market rate for it right from the start. Yeah, well, I, and again, I think if you think about it, like, you know, it, it, they're going toward, if, for example, like, yes, he can go pick up rent or whatever from whoever, right? But then what I'm saying is, down the road, he's going to look after himself, right? So he's going to change, change the dynamic and, or, or what I see, what I tend to see is a lot of times is he's going to go grab the guaranteed money, right? So for example, if, if they're willing to house whoever there and it's a government check, they're going to go after that. No, there's, right? there's, because there's not going to be any government checks for housing people in, in this privately owned building. I thought they were turning it into like uh, uh, a temporary shelter. No, there's not. It's not going to be a shelter. So what's it going to be? It's going to be an empty building that the person that owns it can then pursue selling it to somebody who wants to be there, or you know, redo it for people that want to lease out space in it. Oh, the All state. Right, the well, state doesn't own the building. That's the problem. If the state owned the building, the state would just fix it up, and UMass Dartmouth would stay. Yeah, I don't know. I see. I see. I'm kind of looking. I'm looking ahead and I'm trying to like, you know, I'm trying to I'm looking around. I'm seeing where everybody like every, you know, everybody's out for themselves, it seems like. Right. So, you know, you see UMass where they can easily afford to manage that building and to fix it up so on and so forth. Right? No, they they can. According to the chancellor, they, they can, not without raising tuition, which they don't want to do. They feel like they've already strapped people, and they don't, they don't think it's a worthwhile investment for 116 students. The bottom line is the CVPA enrollment is dropping. People just don't want to take those physical arts classes, and so they don't need to run that building anymore. That's the real story here. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think they have, you know, it's UMass. You know, there's plenty of money. Like, think about the, the money that they generate. Think about the, the money that they're paying professors. Think about tuition literally goes up. Tuition fees, or however they want to call it, literally goes up every single year, without but, a doubt. But think about the board of trustees, the people who pay tuition, and how do you justify to all of them investing all that money for 116 students? Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's a modular classroom to a, to a, to an elementary school. No, I understand. I, and that, that's kind of what, you know, what kind of draws that idea where, why? Like, you know, it was such, it was so important to them to get their hands on that building and get downtown. Well, be, because 20 years ago that the arts program was a lot bigger than it was. And they didn't have digital media, digital arts that they could teach in the, you know, the basement of the library. Yeah, but also think about how the art scene in New Bedford gro has grown tremendously over those past 
20 years and where the emphasis has been. Um, sure, know, that's great. That's from all the people who went through that program graduating and then going and being part of it. The problem is the kids that are going to art school now don't want to take those classes. Yeah. So what happens to the art scene downtown? Then the people who are there can keep making the art. Yeah. So I got to hold you there just because I got to take a break. Have a good day. Have a good day. Yep. Got to take the final break of the program. Be back in a few. All right. We only have a few moments remaining. But in that time, I want to let you know uh, the weather, the wet weather has probably made you realize that your roof is not up to muster. And if that's the case, Precision Window and Kitchen can come out and they can take a look. They can find out exactly where the problem lies. It may be a repair, but it may be an entire roof replacement. They can do it all. They replace windows. They replace entryway doors. They will even replace a screen, a rip screen, a, a, a broken pane of glass. No job is too small for Precision Window and Kitchen, but they can also do your entire roof. They can vinyl side your entire house. No job is too big for Precision Window and Kitchen. Stop by their showroom and talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.